Hola, Lynn. Hola, Julie. ¿Cómo estás? Muy bien, muy bien. Oh, very well done with your Spanish. How are we? I'm excited for this episode. You're excited for today's guest is what you are. Yes, totally. We we got Robin Roberts. Robin we got Roberts. Robin Roberts. Ow, <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, we got a chance to sit down with Robin right after the ESPNW Summit ended. And perhaps you've heard Len and I talk about the Summit. It's really nice. You all should go. Uh, it's officially known as the ESPNW Women in Sports Summit, and it's two and a half days in Newport Beach at the Pelican Hill Resort. It's tough slogging for sure. And we have all these panels and speakers and athletes and people in the industry and people wanting to see women's sport advance and grow and continue to grow. And so you'll hear us reference the event off the top of the show and during the show because we were just finishing the summit. So our guest is the Robin Roberts. Ooh, ooh. Robin is the anchor of Good Morning America, as most of you probably know. She got her start in broadcast journalism as a sports reporter and anchor in local news and eventually made the big jump to anchor at ESPN, where she spent 15 years before going to GMA full-time. Robin played college basketball. She was a baller at Southeastern Louisiana University, has a Peabody Award, is a member of the Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame, dang, and is a New York Times bestselling author. Beyond all that, Robin is the ultimate thriver, having beaten cancer twice, and she was given the Arthur Ashe Courage Award, which y'all may remember at the 2013 ESPYs. She truly is, and Lynn and I can attest to this, and we talk about it, beloved by all. And it is our honor to say, get comfortable listening. It's Robin Roberts. Kick back, relax, and unwind. Let's have a good time finding the joy in life. We're smiling so bright, talking Robin, we start every podcast with setting the scene because back in the day, you remember back in the day, I do. my camera in yes. 1999, I would always say to the players, set the scene, where are we? Robin Roberts, set the scene for us, darling. I'm looking at two dynamic women right now. That's the scene. And over your shoulders, the what oh is that the Pacific Ocean? Uh it's very blue. It's very, very blue. There's like a little kind of like haze just above it. ESPNW Summit. You rocked it, by the way. Absolutely rocked oh, it. Oh wait, time out. You did. So I'm just you, I'm, you said you I rocked you it. said for me to set the scene. And what <laughs> let me complete my you sentence. My my phrase. But and setting the scene, um what a what a wonderful time to be here and to have heard these dynamic speakers and just to to know that we're going to walk away and and feeling uplifted but the but I my hope is that we don't just walk away that we um someone said this at lunch today um how did it go 
make sure that we lower the ladder for others to climb, mm-hmm. you know? And so I hope that that's what we're going to do here. They're all going to go out to our respective homes and, and do that. Be that's that ladder. so good. Yeah, I, did, I didn't catch yeah. that one because I was in the back. Lower the ladder for others to climb. Right. Exactly. Um, I'm going to hashtag that and, you know, trademark it so you can't use it. That's mine. you, it's mine. Robin. It's mine. Very did I say so? Someone, right? Did I say? Did that I say someone you. said that? No, I said no, that. I, I said, said that. that. I said that. I own that one. I own it. I own it. That is so you. Thank you. Yeah, without a doubt. You, by the way, last night. I told you this this morning when I saw you, but I said, oh, every time I listen to you speak, I get the chills and I get giggling, and then the next time I'm crying and then I'm giggling mm. again, and so many Thank pearls you. of wisdom. Yes. I've been around for a while. Um, so, but it was a special night. It was a special, uh, Carrie Champion did a, a wonderful job. Yeah. She is, she talk about funny and can make you laugh and cry mm-hmm. at the same time. But to, to be there in that setting and to know that 10 years, what this summit has become mm-hmm. is just incredible. So just, mm-hmm. just happened to be happy to have my little, my little place, my little, this, this. And I love when you turn and you were like talking about the coffee with cream story, which was, <laughs> you're like, that was something new. Yeah, that was a new one. Yeah, that's a new one. Cause they know I have some friends there and I feel like almost like a rock star a little bit, you know, how they're groupies <laughs> and they know the next line that's coming. And so <laughs> they're looking at me right now because they're here. Their group is here for the we podcast. Bring them for the margaritas. Uh, yes, for, yes, they're here for the margaritas, not for, for me. But yes, um, my mother liked to say that because, um, you know, we have a little Caucasian, we have a little this, we have a little that. So we got a little, little cream in our coffee. But what also I really appreciate. And I started giggling out loud. But I love that my parents, my dad was in the Air Force. And so we traveled all over the country and the world. And when we lived for a time abroad, we would not stay on a military base. We would live in town. So we would have to learn the language and the customs and we would have um, international neighbors. Mm-hmm. And what a great experience. And I would hope that everyone in this country, in this beautiful, great country that we have, we don't get outside of our borders. Sometimes we don't even get beyond our state lines. Yeah. But to be able to see the world at a young age like that really made me, I don't like the word tolerant. I don't want someone to tolerate me or tolerate anything um, it made me have an understanding that we have more in common than not. And why don't we embrace those similarities instead of those few differences that we have? And we tend to kind of harp on our differences instead of celebrating our many similarities. Yeah. But you know what's so interesting about that thought process? Because this is how you operate. How many times have we heard the story of how difficult it is for kids who are military brats yeah. to adapt, to go to a new location? And it's tough. This is the first time I've heard someone say, what a wonderful experience and gift to be able to see all these different communities. It was, but it was, it was difficult in having to every couple of years, um, make new friends, start in a new school. I'm the youngest of four. So I got the tail end of the military tour. So my older siblings may not have the same perspective that I have, which I love that you can grow up in the same household. And we all have different stories. Like I would say, tell this story because, okay, I'll give you an example. So we're in Izmir, Turkey. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm about six years old at the time. One sister is 10 and my other sister is 14. She's a teenager. She was miserable the whole time. 
my sister and I, that's a little bit older, we were having the time of our life. So we come back and my sister would barely even leave the room, my oldest sister. So we go back years later as a Christmas gift. I said, let's go back. It's like 30 years later. Let's go back to our old neighborhood in Izmir, Turkey. So we go back there. We find our old neighbors and we go up to the door um, because we had the ring and they were like, who is it? My sister Dorothy had kept in touch with them over the years. Hmm. And she said, it's Dorothy, Dorothy. So they, they, they were like, they buzz us in and like, Dorothy, Dorothy, Robin. And my sister Sally Ann is standing there, there too. They go, who are you? <laughs> they had no idea because you never left a room. So they, they didn't even know who's, we're like, no, no, she was here too with us when we lived here. You never saw her because she was surly in her room. Um, but so everybody has a different perspective, but it was. Wait, don't finish that Turkish story without <laughs> talking about how much Turkish you learned while there. Uh, uh, bear, I'm going to count bear, icky, Uch, Dersh, Bass, Alter, Yeti, Sekis, Donkus, On. That's one through ten. Sue is water. Uh, Alas Mahaladik. Um, I know that doesn't sound really good, but Gule Gule. That's how, like, hi, how you doing? So, yeah. Wasn't I kept it like that. a gobble gobble? Oh, that. No, I'm not going to do that now. I, you know, that was my line when I said, when I was little, when I'd say to my mom, I know Turkish. And she said, you do, honey? And I said, yes, gobble, gobble, gobble. And she said, don't do that outside of the home. Okay. All right. Just do it on I Julie's was, podcast. Oh, really? So you. thank you very much for, for prompting that. But, but also one of the benefits I found being in the military and having to make new friends every couple of years, being in television and starting in my career and I was in one town and had to move to another town and another town, it's fine making new friends. Mm. I was used to it. And some people are, are they just don't want to leave because they've grown up in the same place and they don't really know how to make new friends. And being in the military, being a military brat, no problem. Got that. When did the two of you meet? I feel like I've known Julie Foudy all my life, Lynn. <laughs> she just kind of seeps soul. into your pores and she it's never true. She does. lets go. She sucks the life <laughs> right out of me. Very, true very- story. At my, at my camps, every year oh. our staff, we've been doing our camps forever. Our staff has to give a fun fact. And one of my staff members, her fun fact, and she'd been there from like day one. She was a teammate of mine, Kim Pickup she's hysterical. Her fun fact was I've been doing Julie Fowdy soccer camps from day one and she has sucked the very life out of me. <laughs> fun fact. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Kim. Mission accomplished. Um, no, I, I go back to, um, I, you know, I've been to your camps. Um, being a sportscaster, sports journalist, um, Julie Fowdy, one of the renowned athletes of our time, and to have covered, and I didn't play soccer was, soccer was one of the sports I really didn't play. Um, I fell in love, uh, with the team in 99. Uh, I just, I just, I wasn't even, true story, I wasn't even assigned, and this tells you again the strength of this, of the 99ers. I wasn't assigned to do anything that summer, and no one thought it was mm-hmm. gonna, oh, isn't that great? Women's soccer, that's cute. And it was the, topic of the summer Mm -hmm. and so when going to these matches and i remember going to chicago seeing you guys play there and then to realize that we need to put this on take it off of espn put it on abc and so we're going to go to the rose bowl and i said robin you want to do it i'm like heck yeah Mm -hmm. and to be there in the rose bowl what i remember most is getting there early as i always so originally it wasn't on abc no originally it was was going to be on right right if that it was just not it was just an Mm -hmm. afterthought and then we had to scramble and there were some great executives. I think Lydia Steppens was one of them at the time who uh, convinced them to go like, no, guys, there's there's something here. And it was for the longest time the highest rated mm-hmm. um, 
for, for, for a long time. But what I really enjoyed going there to the Rose Bowl and going through the parking lot and seeing dads with their daughters mm. and they were tailgating like they would any major sporting event. I had so many people reaching out to me asking for tickets. I mean, from all celebrities, everyone asking to be there. Um, I interviewed at halftime um, former President Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. But can I just tell you my um, lack of knowledge about soccer? So, of course, it goes to the shootout and everything. And then when Brandy, you know, rips Gets off naked. Her, I know. And I'm like, oh, that's... And I'm thinking about, that is just disgusting. Why is she putting your clothes I on? know. That's just... She's just ruining the moment. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, then realize, no, that's what you do in soccer. But the old woman in me is that is just, I'm just, put your clothes on, girl. So, but, uh, but it's not, funny because I did the same thing. I was like, ah, oh, God, now I'm going to have to talk about Brandy getting naked for the rest of this <laughs> year. my sports bra on. I mean, if you had abs like that, I, I would, know like, who wouldn't, who wouldn't. I would take it all off, yeah. too. But that was when I really got to know her, know you and the team. Yes. That's when I really got to know her in, in 99. How long ago was that? 20 years? 20 years, sister. I know. Wow. We're young. Wow. wow. We're young. 20 years. We actually met that same year, too. Mm. Really? Tell this story. This is fantastic. I'm going to try and be brief because I want to hear all of Robin's stories. While you're telling it, I'm going to get at our cookies. We don't have donuts. We usually have donuts, Robin. <laughs> well, I'm just glad I'm I... I'm going to fatten you up, sister. <laughs> Thanks Let's a lot. Let's get some okay. meat on them bones. <laughs> them bones, them bones. <laughs> What you got, Lynn? What, when, so tell me your story when you met her. No, when I met you. Oh, when you met me in 99? Yes. 99, 1999. I was, uh, it was my freshman year of college. Uh huh. And you were speaking oh. at my school. And at the end of. Oh, thank you for the Here cookies. come the cookies. Yes. I know where you're going now. I know, I know the story. So after your speech, we took a picture together mm-hmm. and I ended up sending it to you. Fast forward four years. I was a production assistant at ESPN. I just started. I heard last night that you said you started in January in Bristol. Uh-huh. I started in January in Bristol as oh. well. Tough. It's brutal. Brutal. It was a sun. Well, welcome to ESPN. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So it was a... you won't see the sun again for four months. <laughs> it was a Sunday morning, and I was watching Sports Center, and it happened to be your last Sports Center before you were going to go full time mm-hmm. at ABC. Good Morning America, and I go. I got to get in there. I like hurry up and I, you know, throw on some clothes. I like, you know, speed on in to the studios. And I walked my way over to the ES- to the sports center studio and waited for you to come out. You came out. I said, hello. You remembered me. And you said, you know, meet me up in my office. We go up in the office and there is the picture that we took together four years previous yeah. that I had sent you. Uh, I, I remember in that. In your office. Yes, yeah, so I kept a picture. I go, Lynn! Because I know, because you made an impression on me, Lynn. Wow. Oh. You made, I, because there are a lot of people that, you know, we take pictures, they send, yeah. and, you know, they may end up in the drawer or something like that. But this one was out on my desk. Jeez. Because you were, and I had no idea I was going to ever see you again. It wasn't like, um, I'm like, oh my goodness, let me, let me rifle through the, my drawer and mm-hmm. find the picture. It's, it was always there. And so it was just, um, and it was like kind of like kismet that it was meant to be. Like, what were the chances that we would? She told me that again last night. I was like, "Yeah, shut up." 
I'm just that gonna, is amazing. My, my jaw has, has hit the floor, the fact that I made an impression on you. And I, I just will say, like, personally for me, you know, I've seen you at points in my life, whether it was on TV or when we have crossed paths, and it, it's always been really meaningful to me. No, oh, thank you. Like to be thank here you. right now, yeah. it's it's un it's unbelievable. I mean, this is the magic. Of, I know, but of yeah, but Lynn, can we just give a, can we just give a little love to Lynn? You're a hustler. You yeah. made it happen. Oh, you know, you really you you've reached out several times. You know, you've had mm-hmm. like all of us. You know, peaks and valleys yeah. and, and stuff like that. For no you, you're sitting. You're you know you're sitting here with us. Read that email. Yeah. Okay. The next day, that um, on Monday, I sent you a quick email just saying thank you for taking the time and how crazy it was that we saw each other four years later. And I have the email that you wrote back to me. She saved it. That same wow. day. Security. <laughs> <laughs> no. Skip it, skip it. I know the best part is I go, she wrote that much? I would have been like, okay, great, kid. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, good luck, kid. <laughs> I was much. like, you have to read it because it shows Robin and all her It really glory. does. Oh, my gosh. I just looked at the subject line. I wrote, good morning, Robin, exclamation point. Hi, Robin, it's Lynn. What was the playoff of Good Morning America? Oh, see you there. Okay, this is Monday, January 26, 2004. Mm. Okay, this is what you wrote back to me after I wrote you the email. You said, and I asked in the email for advice. I was just starting as a production assistant at ESPN. And you wrote, hi, Lynn, it was also good to see you. Who knows where we'll be another four years from now? Exciting. In your position as a production assistant, you should be a sponge, absorbing as much as you can. It's a great opportunity to see different aspects of broadcasting, editing, writing, editorial decisions, and possibly see what you want to concentrate on later. Also, don't be shy about asking anyone questions. Take the initiative to try different things. Try to go beyond what you are assigned. Be creative in your thinking. Read as many different sports publications as you can. Know your stuff. Continue to be positive. Congratulations. There are many people who would give anything to be where you are right now. RR. That like gives oh. me the chills, seriously. Robin. I, 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 okay, that's, I mean. You wrote all that. You took the time to a little production assistant. No, she, no. That's what I, I mean. Well, that's, like, you know, the fact that you um, kept it all this time, Lynn. And thank you for reading that. Thank you for reminding me um, to to still what I'm doing, what I'm doing. And sometimes I feel like I'm too busy and people reach out. And um, um, it, re- it reminds me that it, it, um, it means something. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You would have just done three lines. I would have. <laughs> I would have for sure done three lines. Um, but you know what? I knew that, and you did that. Everything that I said in that in that email, um, you took to heart, and that's why you are who you are and doing what you're doing. And all I did was kind of give you a little bit of a roadmap, but honey, you did the work. I mean, you can you could. There are many people that I could have written that to, and it would have just fallen on deaf ears. But you were that sponge, and you did soak it up. And I'm so proud of you, and I appreciate that um, that you kept that and you read that. So security can stop that. <laughs> Step down. The uh, well, the amount of people who have a story like that about you, Robin, though, I mean, that must feel good. Because Sage Steele last yeah. night sharing that story on the plane where she comes up to you and hands you her her track Yeah, after she woke me page. up. Yeah. After she woke me up on the plane, but then I waited for her. You know, and I have a story like that that I can share. But like everyone you meet who has come 
into your presence has a Robin moment. Uh, right now, my beloved mother, not to get anybody in tears, she is swinging her legs off her heavenly balcony <laughs> going, I did the right thing. Yeah. Like, it's all because of how I was raised. Um, I, the, the stories that you are telling me, um, I have people who come up to the, in the studio and say to me, Oh, I worked with your father. I work with your mother. And then they'll tell me the story about my, what my mother or father, uh, did for them and the, the advice that, that they gave. And that's my parents were, um, came from both from very humble beginnings. My mother in Akron, Ohio, my dad from uh, Jersey, a Jersey boy who went on to be a Tuskegee airman yeah, and all that. Amazing. And it's just that they were always very grateful. You know, my mom went to school on a hundred dollar scholarship. You know, and she had this enrichment teacher named Wilma Schneg who helped her during her time at Howard to continue to raise money so she could stay in school. And so my parents never forgot that. And so they said, you know what, we're going to be a family that does the same. And my parents were just very much about being of community service. So I'm just following our family's legacy. So as I appreciate the compliment, but I just feel like that's what, that's how the Roberts roll, yo. <laughs> That's how the robbers roll, yo. <laughs> Anytime oh, I hear a so story about your parents, it's the best. Oh. Everybody's got Everybody's something. Got Everybody's got, got something. Oh, that's mama. Because it's true. Because you know as kids, especially like, I, I, someone pushed me down or uh, no one did this for me. And my mom's like, oh, honey, everybody's got something. Like, come, well, really, come on. Come up with something more original. Everybody's got something. And it's true. Everybody does have something. I share that story with my kids all the time. Well, I, I bet you do. I'm like, let me tell you about Robin Roberts' mom. Um, she used to tell Robin. Tell the story. What kind of mom are you? Oh. Um, I am really hard on them. How Very so? serious. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to say, really? <laughs> no, I'm so easy. Declan calls me a professional laugher. That's my two-year-old. And thinks that that's a, a bad thing. Like, I'm like, he's like, mom, you're a professional laugher. It's really annoying. <laughs> you laugh at everything. That's <laughs> I go, what do you want me to be? Like, scowling all the time, Declan? <laughs> so he goes, watch. It'll, it'll do like a funny face. I'll be like, ah! <laughs> No, it's, uh, I don't, I don't know what kind of mom I am. I, I think, I, I mean, I, I, I create boundaries. Good. Of, right? Like, here's where we stay in. I love for them to be, I don't want them to be wallflowers. They have a ton of personality, but we mm -hmm. also have to have boundaries on that personality. Cause sometimes the personality rolls over those boundaries and I'm like, sure, yeah. sure. Which I get, cause I was like, no, ne never, never like that. Um, but yeah, they're really good. They're at a great age, 10 and 12. So it's fun. It's That's fun. Simple. They're real people at yeah, 10 and 12. Exactly. My mom was very much, uh, even though she became one of my best friends, um, boy, there were times it, we, it was rough. It was really rough. And she would just say that the typical mother line, I don't want to be your best friend. I'm your mama. And, you know, and she didn't. And, and I sometimes I feel that, look, I, I understand that everybody has to do what's best, how they raise their kill, their children is up to them. But my mother was very much of, of, uh, wanting to be the mother. And I know there are a lot of people, a lot of moms like, I want to be my, my kid's best friend. I'm like, you know, you can be later, but in those formative years, right. not yeah, now. you got to mm -hmm. give them the boundaries, got to give them freedom. Like yep. you're, you're right, but you got to give them boundaries. When the street lights came on, the Roberts kids came home. Mm -hmm. We weren't out at night. Rule. That was the rule. And it wasn't like, Oh, my watch stopped. I didn't know what time it was. No, the street lights come on. <laughs> you get you get home 
and uh, all the other kids would be playing outside and stuff. And then they would come by our front door because I could be in the house and I would open the door and I would just look at them and they were out running right in front of the house and everything. And then I'm thinking like, well, it was so great. You know, why, why are you hanging up by my house? And then I realized they they don't have anybody that's watching over them. They don't, right. they kind of, so, so they I, gravitated. Right. To you. So I, I, you know, would shut the door. But the one time my mother let me go out and play at night, the one time I begged and begged and begged and begged. She's like, okay, honey, go on out there. So I was like a little, I was running around with all my friends. Ah, running, running, running. There was a low branch. Whoop! <laughs> I go home. I'm like, oh no. So I go home and had a bowling tournament the next day. I go home and I'm oh, like, oh, I'm going, going to bed, mom. And I go to bed, you know, roll away so she can't see the eye. I wake up, you know, my eyes closed. She didn't have to say a word. It was kind of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How'd that work out for you, honey? So I'm bowling like this the next day. I can't, you know, terrible. Okay, Go on. Tell us about your bowling. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah, of, I was a state junior bowling champion. Mississippi, when I was 12 years old. Thank you very much. Hold your applause. Yeah. Slow clap, baby. Yeah, the slow clap. Slow Thank, clap. You. Thank you. Thank Say you. Say it again, much. Robin. To the I slow clap. I was a state junior bowling champion of Mississippi when I was 12 years old. <laughs> Oh, I always thought that you all had sound effects. That's actually you guys doing that. That's really me. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> We're not that sophisticated. I know. Wow. To actually see you all doing that, I, I thought it was. I thought you had a little machine that you would push the button. <laughs> this this is a very low budget podcast. <laughs> we have to do all of our own stuff. Well, look, effects. you've got the big cookies and the margarita. I know. It's not donuts, but it's cookies. Speaking of your prowess as a jock, you played basketball in college. And I remember from when you spoke... 20 years ago, I remember in the speech, you told this great story of how your coach knew you had something special. Yeah. Uh, coach Puckett, Linda Puckett. Um, we were running a, a line. Female coach. That's yeah, back in that day, right? I know. It was, it was fantastic. You Good. know, I had, I had a woman coach throughout my, in everything until my junior and senior wow. year of college. And the only time I had a losing record was with that male coach. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> no real message I want to get out there. I know, but, but it, it's true. Uh, but Linda Puckett. And so she, you would have to run the lines around the basketball court and you have to stay in a crouch position and run around the court in a crouch position all the way around the complete court. I was about midway through my team doing this. And so the other teammates, I saw them and they would get almost to the finish line and they would, they kind of would pull up before crossing. I made sure that I crossed the line before I got up. And ones behind me did the same thing. They kind of got up before and coach Puckett came up to me and she said, hun, 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 you're going places. You know why, hun? Cause you like you, because I actually followed what she said and I was one of the most coachable people. But I just love that. I get to see her right now because she always had like a peppermint in her mouth. <laughs> she had a little duck walk and she came up to me and she's like, hun, hun, you're going places, hun. Just by that, just the discipline, because it was the discipline that I showed of of staying down in that crouch position. All the way to the end. And the fact that I was the only one to, to do that. Was that the story? Did I get that right? And what do I win? <laughs> Lynn, tell them what they won. Yeah. You get a chocolate chip cookie. Oh, boy. Wait, my favorite That's story. what I was just going to say. Yes. Set this up. When you got into broadcasting and you were at that local station. Oh, gosh. Do you remember this story? I don't know. Which and one? You got a phone call. I got a phone call. 
I don't know. At a local radio station. No, you were like at a local TV station. It was like your first job. And you were, you became. Oh, 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 oh. And the guy said, uh, okay. I said, oh, I know this one. It's what actually, it was the first time I was working at a TV station where people didn't know me because I was working at two stations in Mississippi and I was known in that area and everybody knew my mom and dad. And so, and it was really cute when my mom and dad couldn't make it home to see me do the news, uh, the sports that night, they'd stop at the mall and go to Sears because I had the TVs. And they oh, would, <laughs> so they watched me at Sears. No way. I know. It was way before you could DVR and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, so I go to Nashville, Tennessee. No one knows me from Adam's house cat. Okay. I'm just there in, in Nashville, Tennessee. And, um, they ran a local, the local paper ran a story. Um, you know, Robin Roberts, black woman, news, a sports anchor to join local team. Da, 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 da. And, uh, it's my first day there. Haven't even been on the air yet. Haven't even, no one has even seen me. And some guy calls and, you know, answer, you know, Robin Roberts, W, W, you know, TV. And, um, he goes, this, this, this is Robin Roberts. And I go, yes, sir, it is. I don't like you. And I'm like, um, I haven't done anything yet. Um, <laughs> uh, why women? Why y'all have to, you know, sports and I don't want a woman telling me my sports news and all that. Why you gotta do? It? I was like, listen, yes, sir. Yes. I said, can you just like, just watch me and, and, you know, call me back and just give me some, you know, some feedback or whatever. Just give me like six months. That's all I ask. Give me a chance. Just give me a chance. And so three, about three months later, he called back and said, this is Ron Roberts. I said, yes, sir. He goes, Ah, you're all right. <laughs> and I'm like, going, thank you. That's all I wanted. Just give me an opportunity. You, you may not like me, but can you at least watch me first and determine? You're all right. Like you're all right. Yeah. Like, you almost like begrudgingly, like, oh, shit. Ah, okay. Oh, all we'll right. All right. You can stay around. Yeah. <laughs> I love that story. Cause I think everyone has this misconception that it's pretty easy getting into it. Oh. There's no bumps in the road to get there, oh. whether you're an athlete or doing what you do so well. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of peaks and valleys. It was fun though. I, it's, I, I do have, you know, I've gotten, you know, Bobby Knight throwing me out of a practice. Um, no I was way. working in Nashville. Yes. And he was there with Indiana. They were playing Vanderbilt and I didn't know you couldn't go to his practice. And, but it was like a badge of honor. Bobby Knight threw me out. Yes. He didn't throw a chair at me. So that's, <laughs> that's progress. Um, but just to, to be able to, you know, I, I got kicked out of locker rooms. Um, um, all these difficult things, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, mull over it. It just made me more determined than ever to, to achieve. And so now when I, it's, it's commonplace now to see women in sports journalism. You know, when I was coming mm-hmm. along, you didn't see it, but now no one bats an eye. And I'm just so proud of, of what we see about the, the landscape and being here at the, at the W summit and, and seeing, uh, these, these great women that are here and, and many of them that work at ESPN and to know that they, um, they didn't have to, um, um, go through the same, some of the same things that I went through. Um, I'm, I'm very happy for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, paved the way. Yeah. What is next for you? I mean, you've been doing this. And I know you love what you do and it's amazing all the people you get to meet. And I, I know how grateful you are for it, but you have been at it a long time. And so I'm just saying like when you go on to that next phase, well, of Julie, life, you know, I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> now, let me find my teeth, put my teeth back in. Um, I mean, what do you want to do? Because I feel like oh, I know what you're Robin, saying. you could you could be the president of this country. Well, you could do uh, anything. Who, who what about, yeah, wait, what about a Roberts Foudy ticket? Oh wow! Oh, oh wow! Geez. Okay, I'll have I'll, I'll be her VP. I don't want to <laughs> no, be. No. I don't. I don't want the responsibility. No, no I. I it, it, it is a privilege. It is a privilege to say good morning, America. 
it's a privilege to to set the tone for for people in the morning. I love what I do. I'm I'm still as passionate um, about it as I was in day one. Rock and Robin Productions. I started yeah. a few years ago. So happy to be able, like some of the seeds that I've been planting the last couple of years are now starting to grow. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see some of the programming that we have. And so, um, but I don't, I don't, I, I, I love the connection I have with the, with the audience. I love the, uh, yes, I'm very appreciative of the Robin Roberts presents banner and I'm executive producer and being behind the scenes, but I really love, um, the connection that I have. I, I, I love that people come up to me and they say, you know, we're BFFs in our head. And I'm like, I'm yeah, sure we are. Totally. And they feel like they know me and they mm-hmm. almost catch themselves. So they hug me and they're like, Oh my gosh, I, I really don't know you. And I hug them right back. And I'm like, yeah, we do. Yeah. And they've been there for me through my health crisis. They've been there with the death of my mother and my father, uh, hurricane Katrina. They were there to lift me up at the times that I really needed them the most. And so I feel like I, I have, they have allowed me to grow up before their very eyes. And so, um, I, it's something that I want to continue to do for as long as they'll have me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to outwear, outwear my welcome. And I, I don't think I have yet. And I hope I never will. Mm. Well, I hope you do it for a very long time. Well, no, not for But me. I also no. know whatever you take on in that next phase. Thank you. I want to be a part of. Okay. <laughs> me too. Nice. I'm in. It's like, I'm in. I'm in. All right. Let's start our game. Robin, every episode we play a game. It's a trivia game in which Julie goes head to head with the guest. Bring it. There's one yeah, rule to the game. Your arms are out. She's flexing right now. Yeah, I'm eating up. Okay, that's up. my flex. I know, I know. <laughs> there is one rule to the game. You have to squeak in with an answer, and you get to choose your squeaker. You can either have the little elephant, or you can have the boar. I'm going to have the boar. Okay. Oh, the boar is a good one. Yeah. Listen to that one. Squeak can I, it. Can I, this, yep. <laughs> oh, that is... That is... That is... Good that is okay. Do it again, please. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the cute little elephant. Oh. Yes. Oh, I never get the elephant, Okay. And it's fast. You're done. You're so, going down. So we sister. have to. So if we know the answer, we do. We. we. Yep. <laughs> All right. Bring it. Come on, Lynn. Come on. The title of today's game is Anchors Away. Oh, I get it. Except I'm not an anchor yet. So, <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that, too. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So all of these questions are related to famous news anchors. Okay. Oh, shit. Really? God, now we got to put the E next to it. Oh, shoot. Really? I know. (laughs) Really? You do this to me? Famous news anchor? Come on. This is her industry. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you watch the news? Maybe a little bit. Too much. (laughs) Question one. She was the first woman to serve as a solo anchor of a network evening newscast. I'm going to get it wrong, I feel like, but I'm going for it. Diane Sawyers. Incorrect. Barbara Walters. Solo anchor of a network evening news. Solo is the key word. <laughs> Katie Kirk. Correct. Oh! 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 That was okay. Okay, that's good. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Solo. Okay. All right, come on. Come on. I got to redeem myself. Solo. One zero. Okay. In addition to her role on CBS This Morning, this anchor serves as editor-at-large for O, the Oprah magazine. Ah. (laughs) I mean, ah. 
Gail King. Correct. <laughs> one to one. One to one. <laughs> but that was that was just really bad. You I was like, oh, the more. Excuse me, excuse me. I should have uh, me. Last cookie. Okay. What anchor was often called the most trusted man in America? <laughs> Walter Conkright. Cronkite. She didn't say it right. She didn't say it right. I got a little excited about Walter. Uncle Walter. <laughs> Correct. It was Uncle Walter. Walter. Yes. <laughs> no. Two to one. I am kicking Robin's arse. Oh, Come on. <laughs> Come on. Robin, you I'm, call I'm, yourself an athlete. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was the name of the San Diego news anchor, Will Farrell? Ron Burgundy. Oh, I got it. Ron Burgundy. Okay, this is it. This hey, is Ron hey, the Model. Hey, 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 hey. Keep it classy, all right? Keep it Stay classy. Stay classy, San Diego. It's two to two. Okay. This is for everything, Robin. Okay, okay. Pressure is a privilege. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> okay, Lynn. The kinger. <laughs> okay, shh. She became the first African-American woman to anchor Sports <laughs> Center. <laughs> It's the woman who's doing this right now. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Robin Roberts Robin with Roberts. the win. Robin Roberts. I <laughs> 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 oh, shoot, I lose again. God, oh, I know. You know host. what? I should know this. You're a like, gracious host. No, like I should Thank know you, the Lynn. last question. I should squeak in right away and be like, Robert Roberts. She it's did always this with Billie Jean King. I did I should have been like Billie Jean King. Okay, you you're telling me that Billie Jean King <laughs> did this? <laughs> she didn't have that. She had that one. <laughs> she, she had, had the, the elephant. elephant. Oh my god. Uh, I actually had to order that on Amazon because I couldn't get it anywhere. Wow. We had it for Michaela Schifrin's podcast, but we left it there. And oh, we should. That's the story behind the boar. Michaela wanted the boar. Wow. Maybe we left it there. I think we just left it behind. Okay, most pressing questions, Robin. <sighs> yes. Kind of put the board down? Yes. We should have you sign it. Yeah. No, it's I the do. Robin Roberts the board. Robin Roberts board. She won with it. It's good luck. Barely. You wake... <laughs> <laughs> so mean. I love it. Barely won. You wake really early. Yes. But from what we understand, you do that without coffee. How and That's why true. would you do that to yourself? Uh, <laughs> I only have coffee on the weekends and on vacation. Why? I don't really, and sometimes during the week, but after the show, do you, do you want me on caffeine? Yes. Okay. Be like, Absolutely. Because, you, know, you know, I start to say, good morning, America. Good <laughs> morning, America. <laughs> That's what I would be with, with, with caffeine. Ow! But I do have kombucha during the show. Do you? Yeah. That's what everybody wants to know. Which what's flavor? Um, the, I do the, it's, it's, all varied, uh, all different types. Yeah, there's because um, I got into the ginger one for a while. Um, the ginger just one to was add vodka to it. <laughs> you know, because it's kind of like a healthy ginger Moscow mule. Yeah, it's yeah. my healthy version. I oh, thought that was yeah, good, right. I yeah. Good about myself no, I'm, I'm not going to look at my kombucha the same. <laughs> okay, how many pairs of slippers do you have, Robin? Oh, see, this is last time I was with you all. I had my yeah. slippers. Line up. I know, line up. <laughs> Um, I have my froggy slippers. I have um, two pair from Oprah. 
um, oh. the, 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 um, one of her, it was her favorite thing, like last year, one of her favorite things. And so I have a, a black so pair of slippers, a white pair of slippers. Just like Oprah just sends yeah. you slippers. Yeah. It'd be, it bees that way. Okay. I would say conservatively, I have probably nine pairs of slippers. Okay. Mm. I love slippers. Favorite? Yeah. Oprah. Uh, uh, Oprah, well, they're a favorite thing and she might be listening. Um, but I <laughs> do, sure I, I do, I do like my froggy slippers. My froggy slippers Aww. hold a special place in my heart. Okay. Best place to get key lime pie in Key West. Oh, be- oh, now this is, this is good. Amber's Whoa. got her hand raised. Let's wow. go, Amber. What wow. is it? I know. Um, which one's yours? Pepe's, Pepe's, because we like it. We don't like the big thick meringue because, because Blue Heaven is known to have very good key lime, but it's like a little really, thick. It's, a, it's a little thicker a little than I like, but oh, and even for my birthday, because we go down there for Thanksgiving and always runs around my birthday and Amber does a big deal of getting my key lime pie. Okay. Our last segment, high, low cheer. I do this around the dinner table okay. with my kids. Yeah. They're high of the day. They're low of the day. And someone they cheer for that's done something nice. I love Like that. something they're great. Yeah. They're grateful for is the cheer. Trying to get them to think about celebrating others. I love so that. So we're going to do high, low cheer of your career. Oh, Robin Roberts. wow. Um, high, high of my career. Oh, um, I, when I, Got the call that I was going to ESPN. I, I know I'm not just saying that because I'm here at the summit. Mm, that's cool. But it was really it was a, it was a goal that I had set for myself on my vision board that we didn't know we called it that, that back then. Mm-hmm. And I put um, you know keys to my success and I misspelled success. <laughs> I, I, it's a true story. One C. Um, and I and I had on that um, success board that I wanted to work at ESPN. So when I finally did, it was like a real, real high um, career low. Um, career low. Gosh, I or like life low. Um, um, life life low. It was really mm, my I'm mm, my the the passing of my mother and father mm. was very 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 difficult. Both of them. The passing. My father went first in two thousand and four, and my mother shortly before my transplant. And mm-hmm. you know, as a child, your mother has always been there for you. And to know I was going to face this, you know, heinous condition without her was really was was a real low point for me mm-hmm. can i cheer for somebody now because i'm gonna make a size yeah. so what's the cheer so what so how do i phrase someone this? you're grateful for that's yeah uh let's uh cheer for my uh my career oh gosh boy there's not enough there's so many people um but i'm gonna say um diane sawyer yeah yeah that's awesome. easy to say that's my girl she could very easily hear this little whippersnapper comes in from mm-hmm. espn and she was nothing but embracing, um, encouraging, um, wanting me to take chances, taught me the, 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 the way of, um, being a journalist and being a storyteller and, and wanting to do stories that create a reaction that lead to action. That's where I got that from, from Diane. And then she was also, when my mom, um, when my dad passed away and, um, it was in the middle of the night and I rushed home the next morning and, that that afternoon we were you know we were just stunned because it's uh you know he, he died in his sleep and it was all of a sudden he wasn't ill and we're going out to the funeral home to make arrangements and we were backing out of the driveway in, our, in mississippi and there's somebody there it was diane 
and she had got one of the local restaurant people and she was bringing in gumbo so we would have gumbo in the house when we came back from the funeral home and we were we were like oh it's so good to see you but we're really we're running late uh we'll let a neighbor let you in and so we got vicky from across the street and vicky comes running over and she doesn't have any shoes on she's like great i'm missing di- i'm eating dinosaur i don't have all my shoes i'm like just let her in the house let her in the house um but so so personally and professionally she has been uh, a real rock star for me and i'm i'm just so grateful for her and she is wicked funny and, um, and so she's just, she's just always, she just kind of has that kind of look like, surprise me. <laughs> surprise me. And I love that about her. And she's been really instrumental in my, in my career, um, as, as a new, as a news journalist when I made that transition. That's so nice to hear. Yeah. And Girl power. Girl power. Yeah. And especially you having done that for so many of us. <gasps> Totally. I never thought about that. Yeah. yeah. I just, I guess that was your, of, your Robin Roberts. Yeah, absolutely. You're our Robin Roberts. And thank you. I cannot thank you enough oh, for taking thank the time. You. Thank you. In the thank middle you, of your you. few extra days here where you get to actually relax and enjoy. I mean, it's just perfectly fitting for you to be like, no problem, Jules. What uh, do you need? We got you, Jules and Lynn. So cheers, cheers my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Clink. Clank, clank. Can I just have one more time? Can I be a part of the slow clap? Can <laughs> slow clap it off. Slow clap it off. Okay. Uh, Start uh, slow, Robin. Uh, and then uh, you get uh, For the record, yes, we did get Robin Roberts to sign the boar. <laughs> yes. It is officially now the Robin Roberts boar. And now we're going to have to send the elephant to Billie Jean King. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it it could officially be the Billy, the Kinger elephant. The BJK elephant. Definitely. All right. So as we always do after our segment with guests, we do a few takeaways. Lynn, do you want to go first or do you want me to? You go first, Jules. I realized after listening to it that I never told my story of gratitude about Robin mm. because remember we talked about how everyone has a story about something great that Robin has done for them because she's that type of human. And my story real quickly was that uh, as we launched the Julie Foddy Sports Leadership Academy, we have one of the weeks we do in the summer at the Petty School, which is in Heightstown, New Jersey, not too far outside of New York City, about an hour drive. And I said to Robin back in the day and, you know, mid 2000, probably 2006, seven, Hey, Robin, we're launching this leadership academy. Would you, would you come down after, you know, one of your GMA shows? If we got, you know, a car for you and would you come down and talk to the gals? Mind you, Robin gets asked, as we know, a million things. And without hesitation, she's like, absolutely. She jumps in a car straight after GMA, comes in talks to the whole camp. And not only that, she then says to me, hey, I want to support some girls coming to the Leadership Academy from, this is post-Hurricane Katrina, from the New Orleans area, if you can find some girls. So sponsored, send a large check-in to sponsor all these girls Mm. specifically that we were to find in that area, New Orleans, post-Hurricane Katrina, to come to the Leadership Academy. Yeah. And didn't, didn't, I mean, I didn't pay her a cent. She's like, yeah, I'll totally do that for nothing. I'm good. 
and then gives me money. <laughs> like, what? You, I mean, gives the Leadership Academy money. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. And that's Robin. Yeah. The other takeaway happened. I have so many takeaways with Robin, but the other one at the very end when she was talking about her cheer, mm. she said Diane Sawyer, mm-hmm. and she said something that totally resonated with me. Diane taught me to do stories that create a reaction that leads to action. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I love that. Yeah. Create a reaction that leads to action. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we all wish to do and. In journalism, I think, in a good way, in a positive way. Definitely. All right, Lynn, I'll stop talking. You? Those were great, Julie. I think you and I could go on and on and on about our takeaways with Robin. Mine is complete gratitude. So thankful to Robin for taking the time to talk with us. And it's true. 20 years ago, I met her as a freshman in college And she has always treated me with graciousness. And for those wondering who are trying to do mental math, I was seven years old when I was a freshman in college. So you can figure out how old I am. You're that smart. Yeah, I was a child prodigy. Prodigy. Speaking of mental math, I did realize that it was five years after I met her that I started at ESPN as a production assistant and uh, had that email. And I'll say, it's not like I have this big file of emails I've kept over the years. That one stuck with me and resonated. And uh, it's been with me through a lot of moves. It's something that I've, I've held on to as, uh, that, that's, that's awesome. really special to me. And the other thing, too, I wanted to, to share with our audience, as you can tell, Robin is a master storyteller. She just has the best <laughs> stories and all of them have an incredible life lesson at the end of them. And we tried to get our as many stories in there as possible. And Julie and I asked Robin to tell our favorite stories of hers. Uh, on that note, I highly recommend checking out her books. She's got a mm-hmm. book called Everybody's Got Something. Another mm-hmm. one is called From the Heart, Eight Rules to Live By. And then she and her mom wrote a, wrote a book together, My Story, My Song, Mother-Daughter Reflections on Life and Faith. So if you want more Robin Roberts and her amazing life lessons, check out those books. Everybody's got some. <laughs> Every, I love that story. Yeah, make your mess your message. So good. All right, Lynn, questions permitted, my friend. Our next segment. First one comes from at Hannah Foley. She writes, for both of you, who were your professional idols growing up? Thanks for making such an awesome podcast. Thank you for listening, Hannah. Julie, did you have a professional idol Mm. growing up? I had, I think I've told this before on the podcast, but I can't remember. Everything is turning to mush. My professional idols were men that were eight feet tall or 300 pounds, (laughs) and they played for the Los Angeles Rams or the Los Angeles Lakers. And not really something I could look at and go, ah, I could totally do that. I was never going to be eight feet tall and probably not 300 pounds. Although with our donut consumption, I'm getting there. Um, (laughs) But that's why, in large part, we love doing this podcast, right? We get to tell stories of women who do amazing things that can inspire other young women to go on and do amazing things. And, um, And I just never had that growing up. It was crazy. 
Well, here's the thing. So I was a generation behind you. And so some idols that I had, I had Rebecca Lobo mm. on my bedroom wall mm. as a teenager. Love her. Someone you might know, Mia Hamm. Not sure if you've heard of her. Heard of her. Heard of her. Love me some Mariel. And then when I realized I wasn't going to become a professional athlete, mine shifted toward Christine Brennan. And then, of course, Robin as well. Yeah, of course. I love it. Next question comes from at D. Callion. My apologies if I'm mispronouncing that last name. I have no room for mispronouncing last names with a name like Olzawi. This one is a question for Lynn. Wowie. <laughs> is Foudy as funny as Tootie Scott tells me she is? <laughs> no. She's super annoying and she sucks the life out of me. The answer to that question is yes. This actually reminds me of a moment in your kitchen within the last few months. Uh-oh. I was burning something. <laughs> no. Certain of it. I literally almost bur- burnt the house down this week in the kitchen, by the way, for the record. What were you doing? <sighs> Turning on the stove. And there happened to be a paper towel sitting oh, no. on it. Yeah. And I turned to like, get something out of the refrigerator. I turn around and there's a fire on my stove. The paper towel's on fire. <gasps> on fire. Thankfully, my husband giggled at me. Did not panic as I was like holding it in my hand. I'm like, the house is burning. The house is burning. And he's like, uh, just put it in the sink, honey. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we were in your kitchen and it, it was just kind of a quiet moment. And then at some point you go, I love cheese. I <laughs> do. I say that every day. To be fair, you were eating cheese at the time. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious that you emphatically said, I love cheese. That's the story you tell about me being so funny? Oh my God, it cracked me up. Step up up your game, sister. I love cheese. What is funny about that? I do love cheese. Cheese and donuts. Speaking of questions, Robin stumped you on a question, which was what type of mom you are. Mm, She did. And we actually asked Declan that same question. Your son. <laughs> Do you remember what he said? <laughs> no. Awesome. He goes, no. crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yep. Better than normal. That's what I always say when my kids call me crazy. I said, good. Who wants to be normal? Not me. I would like to just follow up on that and say that you are a tremendous mom. I've seen you in action. Uh-huh. When it comes to being a mom, you put your kids first, and there's so much love and laughter and music in your household. So that question shouldn't stump you anymore. You're not standing, Mom Julie. Uh, uh, oh, thanks, Lynn. And that is until they see my Halloween costume, and then they're going to be mortified. I'm not telling you what it is until next week, but I cannot wait. <laughs> Just, I'm surprising them with my costume. All right, party people, that's a wrap. Thank you to our dope village for listening. Please spread the good word about our podcast. Be sure to hit Lynn and me up on social media. We're both on Twitter and trying <laughs> trying our best to do better on Instagram. Oh, it's really hard for me. I'm at Julie Foudy and Lynn is at Lynn Olzawi. Let's spell it for you because I still don't know how to spell it. L-Y-N-N. O-L-S-Z-O-W-Y. 
Need more vowels in there, Lynn, but okay. Be sure to hashtag it. Laughter permitted. Lynn, what's your update on Twitter? Are we at a thousand yet? Closing in. I just passed 850. Oh, boom! While you're at it, check out the amazing Kate Diaz, a Julie Foudy Sports Leadership Academy alum who wrote and performed our theme music. And before we go, a quick reminder to subscribe and please rate us on Apple Podcasts. If you leave a comment, we will absolutely read it and share it with all our bosses, only if it's good. You can follow us on Spotify, and we're on the iHeartRadio app as well. Oh, look at us, Len. We're everywhere. Who knows? We might even show up in your front door one of these days. (laughs) And as always, kids, remember, sing it with us. Laughter Laughter permitted. permitted. Line up!